strength It's a sword of power Sword is power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings Super, Krillin was about to catch a body real quick. Will he get to taste that sweet blood on his blade? Licking the chops of the eternal damnation they're under? Find out this episode of Ballin' Out Super. Damn, Alex got it. <laughs> the source this week. Yeah, my man looking up words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this one? Yeah, I can use that. Um, oh, they're under? That's not a word? I'll use you anyway. <laughs> they're under has got to be a word, right? Uh, no, it is not. Jeremy hosts the show. <laughs> they're under is not a word? They're All right. over. All right, We're all right, all right, all right. We'll start the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Ballin' Out. Super! Super. Uh, Where content uh, is king! I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, screaming Katie Rose Leon. Whose tweets? (laughs) Our tweets. Thank you. Our tweets. tweets. And my co-writer, Alex Patak. Hey, everybody. Really excited to work with Jeremy on this upcoming project. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of good folks working on this show. I think it's going to come out really <laughs> strong this week. Another great episode of Ballin' Out Super. Stay tuned. <laughs> we do write these. We write these from, from front to back every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a really comprehensive show Bible. <laughs> and we're still making the fans make a wiki. <laughs> <laughs> the Katie page is like, Katie is sleepy. It's late. Katie <laughs> has to go to sleep. Excuse me. I was up late protesting the injustice of the NYPD <laughs> while you two bitches sat at home with your wives. I don't want to hear shit. I'm dying. I of, must tend to my wife. I'm dying of COVID for the people. And you two enjoy your tea. I'll please it, please I introduce want. the guest. Our guest this week <laughs> is Hussein from Trash Future. Hey, it's always good to be on other shows, um, especially ones which are both as chaotic as ours, but also like not as organ. Well, it doesn't feel like it's kind of as scripted. So it's always good. <laughs> it's always good. And thank you, and um, glad to right. be on. Well, <laughs> and that's the mark of good writing is it feels unscripted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how you know it feels loose and improvisational, it feels real. but but yeah. actually <laughs> tight. I love how people from uh, the UK have this ability to insult you but make it sound delightful. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be having this biscuit with afternoon tea. (laughs) 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 It's an entire nation founded on spilling tea. Basically, yeah. Um, oh except when God. it comes to the elite pedophile rings, in which case we keep our tea. Family and the tea stays very in the controlled. <laughs> if you even see the tea, you're viable for a swift execution. 
Yeah, which which MI is it that deals with um, murdering people who uncover pedophilia rings? Oh, I mean, probably both six and five. Um, <laughs> maybe like a seven, which is like designed specifically for um, curtailing knowledge of the pedophile rings. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, I, I this if, if this is the last podcast I do, then like I'm glad I kind of died a I di- I will have died a podcaster's death. <laughs> <laughs> Inglorious pod battle. <laughs> oh, so what is if there's a podcaster's death? Is there a, what is considered like a podcaster's funeral? Right? Because like, oh, like a know, Viking funeral, but for right? Podcasters? Like, what is the rights of a podcast funeral? That's a good hmm. question. I wonder if it's like when your casket is brought in, like um, it has to play the theme song of your podcast, uh, <laughs> and whoever's like leading the funeral prayer has to kind of say that like the music was done by this SoundCloud lo-fi artist, uh, and you have to follow <laughs> him. Or her, yeah, or click them. subscribe. Every little thing counts. Uh, you want to support these artists. In the States, it's a little bit different. Um, <laughs> you show up and it looks like a standard, like, I don't know, uh, 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 you know, Catholic uh, uh, wake or funeral. They got the body all preserved. But then they have somebody who's speaking and they're like, uh, the funeral's not working. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to i don't know i got all this stuff but yeah. and everyone and everyone oh, everyone, everyone has to like bring in their own like microphones or like dictaphones so that they can like record on yeah. their end in case any like audio gets lost everyone's gathered yeah, around yeah, the yeah. casket like uh, when the door is open i can't reach the handles right. okay i just can't get to the handles <laughs> i think the main i think the main thing would also be like if you know if um funeral speeches they can't be scripted at all so they just have to be riffs like you just have to riff yeah mm-hmm. you have to riff and you have no, to introduce except- yourself as friend of the pod <laughs> except uh, at the spot where you're like i know katie <laughs> Really hated going to the post office. <laughs> we were so grateful for stamps.com. <laughs> they sent you a free scale. <laughs> Fast code RIP Katie. That's RIP <laughs> Katie for 15% off. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good riff, everybody. All right, Hussein, uh, tell us about I'm your history so with uh, anime. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, your history with anime. Were you ever a fan of uh, oh Dragon God. Ball or anime? I know oh we already God. talked about this off mic, yeah. but we'll, we'll... Okay, so my relationship with anime is a bit weird in the sense that in the UK... So I, I, I listened to Riley's episode, and in some ways there are like similarities, but I feel like YTV, which was... And by the way, like I'm... I, I wasn't raised in Canada, but funnily enough, like I am a Canadian national because I was born there, um, but I moved to the UK what? when I was very young. Yeah, I mean, I so, so Riley was the East Coast Canadian and I grew I was born in Vancouver, which is the West Coast. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of like oh. the beef, up, right? Dude. That's kind of where the podcasting beef really is, right? It's like West Coast versus East Coast Canadians. Um, yeah, what is that? Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, like, what? What's the vibe difference? Is it similar to in in the states where like we have the like the uptight east and the chill west? I, I like, honestly don't really know. Like, I don't know. I've only or really is it just, been, you're just Canadian. Yeah, I feel like just like all I know about Vancouver is is like it's very expensive, and if I ever move back, I probably wouldn't ever be able to afford to live there. Like, London uh-huh. is a very expensive city, but it's like nowhere near as expensive in comparison to Vancouver, where all the housing is basically like the result of like one big prop like property bubble that hasn't burst because like there's just like floods of money coming in 
Right. Um, it's all like giant glass towers. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it's kind of, yeah. And all of it is just like Perspex towers with like no one ever inside them. Um, uh-huh. And it really, it doesn't even look very nice either. No, so. it looks horrible. It's like and, Hudson Yards, and where's but that forever. money coming from? Um, it's MI7's job to keep you from knowing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some people, people say that like uh, it comes from a very specific tea company. Um, <laughs> uh, but we're not allowed to talk about that just the okay, most so, polite yeah. elite pedophile <laughs> ring <laughs> so in terms of anime um okay so there was like a brief period of time when i uh had cable tv where that was like my first introduction to anime and i was really excited about it um like every other you know uh 11 12 year old who is not ne- who isn't allowed to go out and uh, is like socially uh, inept and everything. So the anime that I was first kind of introduced to were kind of just like the basic stuff, like Yu-Gi-Oh and Beyblade. And mm-hmm. um, there were like a few others and I'm trying to like remember, I know like Dragon Ball was kind of there, but it also really wasn't. So it wasn't right. really on my More radar More game much. oriented ones, like like that you had some sort of collectible that you could you could get yeah. around it. And then like I, like, I was like a big fan of Digimon. I feel like that was like, Digimon was like, yeah, was the kind of quote anime that I used to watch the most. Um, mm-hmm. And I have like a lot of respect for Digimon, like just as a, like a pretty good anime for like something that was kind of dubbed for Western audiences and stuff. Um, right. They've done so much for the community. <laughs> I know. And, and, and really people always say back. like it was it was impossible to follow Digimon, you know? No, I feel like you just sort of needed, like, I don't know, Pokemon was kind of, like, for just, like... Pokemon's for little poo-poo right, diaper just like, right. babies. Katie, settle Can't down. handle an adult <laughs> narrative. <laughs> what? Platform <laughs> Digimon. Jeremy made a good point. I never saw a show that, acu- that like, followed Digimon well. I don't think Metabots followed it that well. Right. I just remember that was, was just like one of the stronger. I just remember there was another one too, which like I watched, but I don't know if it really gets much attention, which was Monster Rancher. Oh Ooh. my God. Monster. Yeah. Interesting. Um, <laughs> We've never talked about that You can't afford the name brand Digimon. <laughs> <laughs> but like they had. Monster Rancher's US dub theme song was sick. Well, they had like the video game. So every like video game basically had like the anime. So like if there was a video game, I would like watch that. And then when I was, oh my God, this, okay, this is a very embarrassing story. Um, but one I'm absolutely going to tell on the pod and it's going to have no consequences for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> when, yes, when, when, I got, to it. <laughs> when I turned 14, 15, and obviously that's the year when like teenagers get horny and stuff. Um, mm, that's the year. You know, yes. So they, so most people, they were like, okay, well, we're going to go on these like janky, like online porn sites and stuff and watch things. My, yes. my introduction on. to pornography was finding hentai on eBay. Hell yes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it was king wait, shit. King shit. <laughs> the, there's go. one part of this statement that really sticks out and it's the on eBay. eBay. Yes. On yeah, eBay. yeah. So let's right. talk about this. Because it was completely by accident. I was looking for, um, I was looking for manga. <laughs> Just regular manga, not regular porn. You were looking for regular I was looking for regular manga. I was really into like Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that. And, you know, on eBay, I don't know about now, but on eBay, you could kind of like read all the pages of the manga, right? On Mm -hmm. the thing, right? So I used to read all these, um, I used to like read all the kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh uh the japanese version like i would look at like the picture the japanese pictures and stuff like that and the english translations and everything and then somewhere along the line when like all that kind of like you know mellow stuff is run out and you're like looking for more um you know you're finding all this like um like yaoi shit and everything um Uh and it was like it was just like a real kind of like 
shock because it wasn't even like you know it wasn't like I, I wouldn't call it a sexual awakening by any means but it was just sort of like oh this is sort of weird they have a lot of saliva in their mouths and um <laughs> they're like looking at each other in a very More weird way <laughs> yeah there's like a yeah like you didn't it didn't even occur to you that cartoons could fuck. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, and then, and then when you find like the first picture of like Yami Yugi's dick, you're like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Um, interesting. Who does he fuck? <laughs> so the cards? No, um, Marek. But was it Marek or Malik? The, um, there was like. The, Terrence Malik? No, there was like, so his nemesis in the Shadow Realm, right, was a guy called Malik. Um, so Malik had like one of like the darker millennium puzzles. Mm -hmm. Oh, so like they were kind of always in opposition to each other. And obviously there was like a lot of, uh, Yaoi about Yugi and Kaiba, but like the, the Yugi Malik stuff was really kind of intense and it was really, it, you know, and it, yeah. And it was, just, I don't know. I <laughs> yeah, it's hard to stay attracted to Kaiba so because intense. he's too evil. He's not good. I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh really, except sometimes he has a man voice and sometimes he's a oh, little yeah, boy. He's well, he transforms, like his... which lends itself to the genre because it's, it's like true. his spirit getting an erection. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was going to say, his, like his dick gets bigger version. for sure, right? Right. And like oh, okay. the, yeah, he becomes an adult. The amount voice. he ages depends on like what border he's in and like what the age <laughs> of consent stuff is. Can you the cut the card? They become yeah. like monsters and like okay, people, so, I, right? yeah. so, so I vaguely remember there was a manga, and I'm not sure whether I'm just making this up because I could actually just be making this up right now, where like Yugi does fuck the dark magician. <laughs> For sure. Hell yeah. Um, Is there a crossover no where the Yu-Gi-Oh cards fuck the card capture oh, cards? Shit. And Interesting. Then they make, and then they make trading card babies. I'll be I'll be searching for that after after the show. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, I went down like it it was just this bizarre thing and it wasn't even it wasn't even like an awakening of any sort. It was just like so fascinating to me that like manga could look like that or manga could be like that. Um so that was like another kind of profound interaction. I mean, it was through those like eBay things that I was like actually finding other like animes that I was into. Um, not like, you know, sexual stuff, but just like the kind of, you know, when you become slightly more serious, but you're not quite there. So there was a manga that I was really, I really enjoyed reading. It was like Ranma. Is it Ranma 1, 2 or Ranma? Oh, one half. Is it half. one half? Is it is it half or like one? You know, because something like that. It's half timing as as one and half timing as the other. Interesting. Okay, I didn't. I always we always used to call it like random random one two. Um, so that's like something you know. I that's that's my L taken today. Um, and uh, <laughs> I like Samurai Shampoo was another interesting one. When I was like in my uh, mid teens, I was like I discarded all anime and I was just like yeah, I, you know, I only watch like um teen dramas now <laughs> right yes <laughs> um so i took this like really long break i guess also partly because i got made fun of sometimes by like because i was like into beyblading and everything while you know uh while while you were at while you were at like the under 18s disco i was watching beyblade and practicing my beyblading <laughs> skills uh, i'm sorry under the under 18s disco, disco? Yes, yes this is america like, we don't have this oh my god okay <laughs> I've got to teach you like a lot about English culture, but um, in there are like particular areas of like England, especially like when you're outside of the cities where there's basically nothing, there's nothing for like anyone over 18 to do. Bearing in mind that like clubbing in England like sucks in almost every respect. It's basically just like very angry guys drunk on two beers and a lot of lines of cocaine and like balloon gas. 
telling you that they want to fight you for like no other reason. And then after they like try to fight you, they'll say that they're in love with you, but as a brother and nothing and like nothing else. <laughs> and then they'll just like start uh-huh. calling you a nonce. And like, it's, it just, it kind of escalates in this very strange way. Um, oh, and it's like a place where they're playing like dance music, uh, like very bad pop music <laughs> and the killers. I'm trying to understand what the fuck a disco is in 2020. Okay, so, okay, so, yeah, so under 18 disco is basically like a smaller <laughs> version of that, right? It's basically just like, Okay. You know, the small English man who wears like an oversized polo shirt and probably still does cocaine. Like you, you don't really know if these things and they drink like, you know, Alka pops and stuff like that. And they still try to fight you and they still try to call you a nonce and like getting called, getting being called a nonce, which like, I don't know if your listeners know what that is, but it's basically like being called a pedophile, right? So being called, right. a, being called a oh. pedophile by a 12 year old is a definitely a very interesting experience. Yeah. And I recommend everyone who visits, <laughs> visits this island to do it, like to try experience that at least once. <laughs> anyway, I didn't go. I always thought I was short for nonsense. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm... <laughs> you're a nonsense. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but I, I, I might like tweet that out like next time and just see how many people fall for that. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I don't yeah. think my viewers will have much traction. <laughs> With so, the nonce takes. So I didn't get back into anime until I was, when I was like back in, <laughs> when I went to, when I went to um, college and um, I was like dating a Japanese girl temporarily, like for a little bit. Um, so she introduced me to like. <laughs> temporarily. Yeah, just from the get go, you're just like, this is a temporary <laughs> arrangement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, sign, sign the contract, make sure you don't record anything. It, you should build out the temp paperwork <laughs> at the agency. So I, so you're I watched like, on a 1099. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched like grown up anime back then, but like the Japanese like interactions with anime are so different from the West. Like one of the, one of the, like the, the things that I knew that she was always pissed off with me about was like how much of like a, of, of a weeb I became in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, and like forward. Japanese girls, like they they hate weebs. They like they they move out of Japan because they're trying to avoid weebs. Um, so I don't know how she feels about like you know me kind of becoming one in the course of two years. But I don't, you know. <laughs> I think the problem is that the weebs find you if you're a Japanese immigrant. Yes, yeah, yeah that yeah. is one argument that I sometimes think about. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's um, infuriating, yeah. right? It's got to be along the lines of um, uh, when Guts has the brand put on him by the demons. Oh, yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah. And they will not rest <laughs> until they claim his soul. It's like that, but with well, whack white boyfriends. <laughs> or in this case, like whack brown boyfriends. Well, but, yeah. Whack brown well, boyfriends. Yeah, I mean, you guys... You guys- you guys probably saw that tweet that was going around, or maybe you didn't, but this person who t- taught a bunch of classes at a university, one of them was a, like, Asian studies class, and they had to, like, put, like, no anime on it because they kept getting, like, you know, white Midwestern girls in, like, you know, fucking cosplay showing up thinking that they're gonna, like, eh, talk about the merits of Inuyasha, and they're like, actually, this is a country... Of people <laughs> who are human beings. <laughs> Meiji era and they its effects on Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And a it, thesis. And like and like I feel like in Japan, like you know, young women like hate weebs like more than any other type of woman in the world, right? Because I feel like a lot of you know for them like weebs have kind of like ruined their country in a lot of ways like you know the whole thing around like the, the whole thing around like just like emasculated men and like men who don't want to get married and like who are kind of like infantile 
like, you know, that's a reason why so many Japanese like women from what I understand, like actually really want to move away from Japan. Right. They want to like go to other places. So when they finally come across like these guys who have like, you know, you know, they're kind of divorced from the culture of anime, but they choose to go inside it and they choose to like embody it. Right. It's kind of like a real <laughs> insult to them. <laughs> this is the take I've been waiting for because you hear so much of Japan is haunted by the memory of the atom bomb <laughs> or US colonization. It's never like Weebs ruined this country. <laughs> it's Speed Racer, get over yourself. It's 1981. <laughs> Marty Friedman moved in and all the women moved out. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. All, all, yeah, all, all I know is that like... You can I, focus on yeah. the rapid pace of industrialization or the number of men with purple hair. <laughs> That's not your hair color. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is like... I, I, I talk only from personal experience, but like I think about this a lot as just like someone who kind of, you know... I, I sometimes wonder, like, what would have my relationship have been if I just didn't watch any anime? Mm -hmm. um, and maybe it would have been better. Maybe I wouldn't have kind of, like, ended up on this podcast, like, right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm very glad we're here right now. So, um, yeah, no, it was good. This is a lot. <laughs> I'm learning so much. I'm on a journey right now. <laughs> so Has anime ruined any other of your relationships? No. Oh yeah, let's do oh, that. Yeah, okay. No, because like I feel like when I um so now I watch it and I don't like I don't really watch a lot of it. I tend to the last series that I kind of really took some time into. I watched Ergo Proxy very recently, um, which was really great. I really enjoyed that. Um I watched here like the last anime that I was like obsessed with properly was like Serial Experiments Lane, which I don't know if you mm. guys have talked about. Um, we did an episode on yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. It's like a real, like, obviously it's like a real mindfuck and just like really smartly done as well. Uh, and then like, you know, and I feel like obviously because as anime is like kind of, so, somewhat main been mainstreamed on Netflix and everything, it's not one of those, it's one of those things where you kind of distance yourself from becoming way too obsessed with it because it just makes you kind of seem not like creepy, but just sort of like those people who are kind of like obsessed with the Sopranos and see every reference as a Sopranos reference. It's kind of like, it's not creepy, but it's sort of like- uh, Annoying, I think yeah. is the word <laughs> you're So of. it's kind of like, you know, mildly <laughs> annoying rather than this is a type of niche hobby. This is like a type of niche interest, right. which is corrupting your personality and possibly insulting various countries. And that's probably the that's best way to analyze show. it, too, you, you know, because there are entire groups of girls from New Jersey who are just end up with these men who see them. And every morning they're like, you're so beautiful. You're like Carmelo this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great dress. You look like Carmela. I don't look like Carmela every day. You know, you got to leave. There's um, more to life yeah. than the Sopranos. All these terrible middle-aged men with Adriana body pillows. <laughs> that's a body um, pillow oh, and i should also say that like i don't know i i refer i do a lot of like e like mecha references on trash futures so especially like evangelion references mm -hmm. um you know that's like not an original thing to be like to be a young to be like a young guy who is obsessed with like evangelion and like Hida like robots. hidaki ano or just like big big robots and everything and how they're like metaphors for like bad relationships with your mother um you know, but in a way, I, my yeah. mother is a robot. In, in, yeah, or in some cases, <laughs> literally. Uh, so 
yeah, I guess like the scope of my anime is sort of, those are the things I'm really interested in. I'll kind of check out new series on Netflix and everything. I do have a Crunchyroll account, but I haven't really had the time to use it. But now that like I uh, am recently freelance, like I have loads of time to check out Crunchyroll. Right. I think this deadly plague is really opening <laughs> opportunities for people anime wise. And that's what this oh, show yeah. is here for. Yeah. I've seen more people get into anime in the last few months out of just like desperation than I've ever seen. And I was like, where were you before? Anime's always been yeah, here. Yeah, some Johnny come lately now bullshit. You have to. Right. And don't get start watching The Sopranos way. either. That's our show. <laughs> <laughs> Make your own show and then decide you like that. <laughs> I guess oh what God. interests me the most about your colorful anime history, Hussein, yeah. is that you actually have seen a bunch of it, but you still haven't seen any Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How that I mean, Okay. So, so <laughs> Dragon Ball was on um, a cable channel in the UK when in the uh, early 2000s. And I didn't have cable in my house. And my parents were very kind of like, and like so I came, come from like a kind of conservative Muslim family. And for them, like, you know, TV wasn't necessarily something that should have been encouraged, especially television, which wasn't mm-hmm. kind of religious in its nature. So I missed out a lot of stuff when I was young. Um, and then when um, we didn't have like cable packages, I sort of knew about Dragon Ball and I heard it from conversations with like my friends who all watched it and everything. And I just didn't know what it was about. And then all of a sudden when um, like Dragon Ball kind of came onto, it wasn't Cartoon Network, but it was like another type of show that you could get on one of the free channels in the UK. I was like 15, 16 and I just wasn't really that interested in it. Right. Um, again, because I was too busy, like what, like looking at hentai on, uh, on eBay. <laughs> um, the order of operations is all fucked up for this it's I a very functional yeah. view i feel i i understand your pragmatism to be like at this point in time i don't need to be wasting my time on asexual uh uh anime yeah. like if i'm gonna think, watch anime it's going to be porn i mean the I, only thing i could think of that's even similar is like when they used to say that weed was a gateway drug and then if you're on crack already you're like i'm not gonna smoke weed man well I sure it's it, like when people get really yeah. into smoking weed and then they quit cigarettes because they're mm-hmm. like why would i smoke cigarettes when i can smoke weed like cigarettes don't get you high <laughs> weed does right it's like when people are addicted I, to smoking catnip and then you try to give them a cigarette <laughs> but they say no i'm a nasty little freak who smokes catnip i think it was also like really like realistically speaking i think it was also because there was so much dragon ball out there that i wasn't really sure like where to start so mm. like there was like you were intimidated, that is intimidating so i right so it's kind of like well if i'm ordering if i need to order like you know uh, i know riley mentioned this if i need to like order dvds from hong kong or something like that like where do I begin with those? Or if I need to like Kazar stuff, eBay, like, how do yeah. the place where you're already <laughs> looking for porn? But I'm not. I just don't understand why you kids weren't ripping that off the internet. I ripped all my anime off the internet. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I I used to like rip music, but I didn't really rip movies or anything. And I feel like it was because I was very traumatized by one time I did try to rip a movie, which I I can't remember what it was, but embarrassing enough it may have been cheaper by the dozen it may have been cheaper mm. by the dozen. <laughs> so you can talk about it with the lads at school yes 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 absolutely uh um and it turned hey, out that's too many kids huh and it, and it turned out Way to too be, many kids it turned out to be like some very violent bdsm 
Um, oh, no. There's a dozen a locations dozen that was what the title was referring a to. A dozen what? Which, which, oh, which would have been fine if... I had a family computer, if I didn't have a family computer in the main room oh. of my religious Muslim household. So, <laughs> um, Jesus. Damn, this is psychosexual laugh yeah. for you. Do you think it would have been just as, you think it would have been bad if, if it was the Steve Martin movie? Because that also is not religious in nature. Uh, oh, yeah, but I mean. And it defames. <laughs> uh, oh wait, no. Quinn Latifah. Is no, you're thinking I can't, of, um, no. I can't even remember. I can't, I can't even remember like what was like what was what that movie was. Um, all I know is, is that like that was a very interesting day for for all of us in my family, and one that I would like rather not talk about um, in too much detail. Um, so yeah, I mean, like the main thing was like I I just didn't really know where to start. I didn't really know where to begin. Um, so I just kind of like abandoned it and then I forgot about it until like basically a few days ago when you were saying, Oh, we're going to watch Dragon Ball. And I watched Surprise. one ep- and I watched one episode, <laughs> which was not even in the middle of the series towards the end of it. And it was surprisingly easy to understand. So I was like, well, maybe, maybe I'll just like watch the whole thing. It looks pretty cool. Well, let's get into it now. Are you ready? Everybody? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Oh, <laughs> I guess. Roll Hold the on. commercial. Do you value the world around you, the world you think is real, or are you merely seeing data? Oh hey, didn't see you there, it's me, Morpheus. You know, when I'm not giving people pills in different colors and sizes, I really like to relax with a good old weeb podcast called Ballin' Out Super. Even enjoy the podcast and support the artists by buying one of their shirts, which is very selfless of you to do. As selfless as rising up against the robots, turning ordinary human beings into this you can't see but i'm holding a battery up uh before we say the episode title i just want to say the movie that we were trying to think of is bringing down the house house. yeah i looked it up too oh the racially unacceptable steve martin queen latifah vehicles (laughs) big thing to remember from that is that they make him shit his pants that was the big thing (laughs) in the movie she gives him like uh she she a was in like a laxative and he shits his pants. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying that because the movie is Queen Latifah and she's like teaching Steve Martin how to be black. <laughs> yeah, Basically. that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> this is, and don't be mad before, at me. This is, I didn't come up with this movie. <laughs> it's also before she came out of the closet. So it's just like extra. They're supposed to have like sexual tension. You're like, <laughs> oh. mm. What? Steve yeah, Martin. What, what, what? Did she get to pick him? <laughs> Who's a sexy man who we can pair you with? <laughs> Steve Ooh, Martin. Boy. I'd love to get a look at that. Penis. I finally aged out of being like hot sitcom wife of a of fat man. So now I have to be wacky neighbor. And it's all thanks to you, Queen Latifah. Let's go. Hussein, you guys in England, your- were, uh, were people offended <laughs> by the title of Queen Latifah? I I don't think so. I don't really know. Again, I can't really remember. Like, I don't remember the issue of Queen Latifah being a problem. Yeah. For a royalist, is it like... Is it considered like? Do you do you recognize the legitimacy of other? Do you let? Did you recognize that other like queens exist? Yeah, exactly. Uh, like for example, like the Netherlands has like a, a royal family. I like, don't know, do man. English I mean, royalists look, recognize I mean, their to legitimacy. Me, to me, every woman's a queen. So, oh. yes, this is the right answer. 
You've passed this episode our test. Is wild. <laughs> you three are all working something out right now, and I'm it's just the watching. End of the world. <laughs> We're creating content. The male pathos is fascinating. Oh, you don't gotta tell me. We're Alex. talking about Dragon Ball <laughs> while cop cars are burning out there. <laughs> I had to run across two different bridges last night. Well, I was. I was. I can yeah. barely move my fucking legs. I, I, right I was. Now. I was. I was going to ask because I've been to Alex's place before, right? And. Uh-huh. Were you like, was it, were you in a place where there were like big protests and stuff? Was it like, was the whole of Brooklyn just on fire or was it like specific? Cause I know like the area that I was staying uh, in Fort Greene. Near Green Alex's was. house, near and Alex's house has been very yeah, high. Right. Near uh, us, it's, over it's by the very quiet. Cool. There's nothing like worth protesting in yeah, front of here. I, <laughs> yeah, no, I was by Barclays and then I went into Manhattan. Yeah. So that's yeah. why everyone that in shit Queens were meeting up outside of Saul's chicken joint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what would even Ridgewood is like the most notable thing would be like, um, go to the Carvel. No, the other yeah, one. Yeah, we're all, we're all meeting in front of Gottshear Hall to fucking tear this town up. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to burn down the 24 hour Chinese buffet. <laughs> <laughs> the big one where me and Jake and got food poisoning that time. <laughs> All they do is food, serve food poisoning. <laughs> no, but there are helicopters every night. I hear them for hours. I haven't slept in days. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, in my neighborhood, I haven't slept for days because my neighbors have just been doing fucking karaoke on their back Hell lawn. Hell yeah, dude. And I haven't that, like, slept because there's a giant raccoon back there. Hey, uh, I haven't slept. <laughs> <laughs> a giant <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> You realize we talked about the raccoon before we started recording, right? Whatever, (laughs) folks, just to fill you in, there's a big raccoon in my backyard, and he won't stop tormenting a dog. If you're thinking of big news coming out of New York this week, I just want you guys to know the biggest story, the headline news is there's a big raccoon in my backyard. We're going to need a bigger police budget to deal with these raccoons. (laughs) they're gonna roll up that you know that tank that like police tank they always park around the neighborhood and they're like nothing to see here just a giant tank they're there they we gotta call them up to get that raccoon yeah it's like yeah (laughs) okay i'm gonna fucking do this now you guys ready yeah let's go let's go I had to explain to our Discord that when I'm doing that, it's a hardcore show, Let's Go, and not an anime reference, which I didn't understand. Eek a show! I'm just, I'm just imagining, like, before the wall of death collapse, you go, let's go, and then you run. Okay. The title of the episode is, I'm so sorry my voice is like this, uh, <laughs> Dawn of a Fierce Battle, the star of hope. Is Piccolo's homeland seems a little Semitic to me, but let's go. <laughs> uh, the Namekians—they are the chosen people. You know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> Star Trek. Whenever they do Jewish aliens, they're like they love money or they're mean. <laughs> so I will, I will take a Piccolo. It's fine. Look, they don't care for we money. Don't- they're just magic. <laughs> so he's like a he's like a Sammy Davis Jr. type. Yeah, I could get with that. Because everyone already swing, thinks baby. Piccolo is black. But if right, he's, he's Jewish, like a Drake. Too. He's like a Drake. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. we go. He's a Drake figure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he ain't soft, though. I, I always he's kind not of, a pedophile, well, either. I, 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 whoa, whoa. I saw it as kind of being like, you know when you kind of have those like colorblind people who are sort of like, I don't care if you're white or black or green. 
and they're like talking specifically about Piccolo. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> he's very confrontational. You have to put that in there in case you see him. <laughs> so we open up, and uh, King Kai is is reflecting on the battle that has just been wrought against Vegeta, and he's like, "Wow, what a relief!" Now, if only would Krillin lay down his merciful executioner's blade onto the neck of Vegeta. Wouldn't that be a tidy ending? Yeah, Krillin's going to murder Vegeta with a samurai sword. Yeah, well, but before we get to that, though, there's a line that uh, King Kai says that I wanted you guys to weigh in on because he says, I know I'm not supposed to take sides, but I'm sure glad that they beat Vegeta. What the fuck is that supposed (laughs) to mean? (laughs) You trained Goku to kill Vegeta. (laughs) I know, like, I guess, you know, this episode is important because it really is cementing the beloved tradition of Dragon Ball backtracking. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we better fucking fix some shit real quick, and that's what this whole episode was. So it is established that Kai's early on are, like, benevolent, nonpartisan beings, but you know what? Complacency is violence, King Kai. You <laughs> right. can't be sitting up there silent anymore. When and I was elected to-, to this office, I promised to just take my little car and drive around my tiny planet <laughs> day in and day out. That is the position. Anyway, uh, so we go to <laughs> Krillin, who's, uh, you know, he's about to swing that executioner sword over Vegeta. He's like, I'm going to kill him. You're going to die. And then Goku with his mind brain goes, don't do it, Krillin. And Krillin goes, what the fuck is that? <laughs> right. Goku says, you know what? You got, I've been thinking about it. And you got to let this genocidal warlord <laughs> go because he's like really tight. And I like to fight him and it gets my dick hard to fight him. <laughs> and I'm so horny to fight him some more. And I know he blew up several planets, extinctioning not just races, but multiple races and cultures at a time. And if you let him go, he's definitely going to come back and kill all of us. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think he's tight. (laughs) I like how he's short, but so loud. And Krillin says, Okay. Yeah, a lot of of confidence (laughs) from Krillin that he's actually talking to Goku. <laughs> yeah, right. Not just having just a be- psychotic break. You mean? because as as we talked about in the last episode, this is the first that we're hearing of Goku being able to do mind communication. Yes, <laughs> he doesn't let anybody know. They're just all of a sudden like, "Hey, it's me. I'm Goku. I'm in your brain." <laughs> <laughs> Would you say? Yeah, you know what? Krillin really should have considered that he was insane in the membrane. <laughs> It's true. It's true. He should have into the brain. Um, I think he, for one, just to weigh no in brain. on this part, because it's going to be very lore heavy after this. I feel like there's not going to be as much to debate. Krillin should have killed Vegeta because he was a very bad Vegeta, and there was good reason <laughs> to believe he would continue to be so. Right. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those rare moments where, like, Krillin really could have been the hero. And it would have been just one and done, baby. Yeah. Like I said, he didn't just like murder their friends. He murdered worlds and he didn't give a shit. He's definitely coming back. But you know what? When it comes down to it, Krillin's not only a short little bitch. 
He's also <laughs> an enabler of toxic behaviors. <laughs> and him and Goku's friendship goes way back, and he doesn't know how to separate himself from him. He's literally in his mind. <laughs> My favorite part of this entire scene, too, was whenever Goku talks to Krillin, Krillin has the blade above his head, and Vegeta is still crawling away in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I don't know why he's frozen in place, but I am getting into my seat and closing the door. <laughs> I will say, yeah, Vegeta's little, like, crawling animation was very good. So, yeah, Top he crawls notch. into the ship. And he's like, all right, I mean, don't kill me, I guess, but I will be back. Bye. <laughs> and he. <laughs> nice move, off. dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> so Krillin surveys the scene. He goes and picks up baby Gohan, who is naked because uh, last episode he was a big hairy monkey. And now he's back to being a little boy again. Uh, if you have not seen the move, the show before, like our guest hasn't, uh, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, it's yes. a monkey. I was wondering, I was monkey. wondering, uh, I was wondering why this like small but extremely muscular baby was yeah. being carried. And I <laughs> well, just so what's was, happening here, uh, yeah. Hussein, for your for your reference is that um, Krillin and Goku and and all these characters actually they all work for MI six. Okay, and they're, and, they're, and they're all like on an island, which is technically like international waters. So exactly, the laws are like very murky. Yeah. Um. So I was just kind of like, okay, I'll he, I'll, I'll oversee that because weirder things have happened. <laughs> and you know, the Saiyans are just a psyop to distract from the oil refineries they're trying to steal from Planet Man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he he picks up Gohan, who's all a naked baby. And, you know, he, uh, yeah, Jirobe comes out from the woodwork and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, he like immediately takes Why credit for it, too. He's just like, well, I see I've done my part. <laughs> Yo, can I say, this episode is kind of boring because it's mostly just setting stuff up. But, man, what a great ep for Yajirobe just being the yep. shit. Not Dude, caring. we get another upskirt of him. Upside down on the rock. Yeah. Realest motherfucker in the room. <laughs> <laughs> they spread it out over Every two episodes. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Every friend group needs their Yajirobe to keep it tight. Yeah. <laughs> keep the spirit alive, you know? Yajirobe very yeah. quick on the record, yeah. by the way, to be like, if it was me, I would have killed him with the sword. I for sure would have done it. <laughs> I just, I just like the whole idea that this entire episode was built on, like the premise of it was literally built on the idea that like you could get, you could kill the bad guy in this case, I guess it's Vegeta, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like you could kill the bad guy and like move on with your life. But instead it was just like, no, I have to kill him in like an honorable way. And I have to like show him that I have bigger muscles and you know, that I'm like the cooler guy and stuff. And it's just like, it reminded me a lot of like what happened in like a, a WhatsApp group chat where mm -hmm. you always have like this one guy who's like fucking up stuff and you want to get rid of him, but you can't because you sort of know that if you get rid of him, the whole dynamic of the group changes. Yeah. So you, so you have to just, in. you have to own him. You have to like, right. really, and, and, you got to wait for that moment to like really exactly. get him. And this, 
And this guy, and it could be like a Twitter guy or something like that. This guy, like he, he won't be like in your face all the time, right? Like you'll have this one clash, like this one kind of giant argument in public where you're trying to like best the other person and you know that it's like a fruitless adventure, but you don't want to like, you sort of want to defeat him in a spat of glory. So you're kind of like, mm-hmm. you'll sort of give way a little bit and then he'll take, he'll go away and he'll spend like maybe a few weeks like recovering and recalibrating and it'll just like show up when you least expect it. They do. They See, preserve Vegeta for that dynamic. That's like a real, like, I can't relate to that because when I'm battling wits with warriors on the internet, I just pull a fucking Yamcha and just try to act as dumb as possible. <laughs> I can't relate like, to it because I, I fucking suck at Twitter so bad. <laughs> no one I'm ever knows like, what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> I, it's just because you're real wacky. It's cute. Um, anyway so uh an airship pulls up uh and it's bulma and master roshi and corin who have been watching on tv and they've come to collect their friends bodies and chi chi's there too and she runs off the plane and she hugs gohan she cries over her baby which seems reasonable if you remember, she has not seen him since Piccolo kidnapped him and left him in the woods. So she hasn't seen her baby in like nine months. Right, but we and took good care of him. That's why he's been knocked unconscious by an adult. <laughs> yeah, he's naked, knocked unconscious. She's holding and crying, very reasonable. And Krillin's like, uh, your fucking husband's over there. Nothing <laughs> for him. This fucking sucks. Young men are being circumcised every day. And no tears from them. Uh, and, you know, she's very reasonable to be ignoring his ass because he's the whole reason her five-year-old son had to fight an adult man. You know, yeah, but he did save the day, though. It's <laughs> so, true, yeah. You know, when, when mommy's well, not around, it's actually a, it's a, it's a different tale. <laughs> it's a monkey tail. It's a monkey tail. Uh, Bulma and Roshi go to Goku to be like, "Are you okay? You know what's up?" And uh, and then Goku literally says, "Vegeta got away." <laughs> it just lies uh, to everyone's face. <laughs> right? He just lies. I can't believe he got away. What the Goku? You literally did that. This shows you that he's a fucking asshole right Pathological. there. He lies to the face. He can't help it. Uh, I th- this does, this follows the, the theory though, right? That once Goku dies, he comes back a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Uh, Corrin's here. He's like, hey, I'm a cat. Do you guys want to get high? <laughs> Just want to remind everybody, then, I am a cat. <laughs> I am a cat. And then... Uh, Krillin, who for some reason is always the person that has to tell people people died, goes up to Bulma and be like, did you, you know, did you know your boy Yamcha's dead? And she's like, I saw the TV! And she started to cry, which is reasonable. And... It was uh, on the news! (laughs) I mean, it's real! I can't help it that none of these men know how to handle her very reasonable reaction. (laughs) And then uh, there's a funny line where... Roshi goes, you know, it's too bad Piccolo didn't make it because then at least we could wish people back, you know? And then it's, and Yajirobe goes, well, excuse me for living. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, Just my makes man. it about himself. 
<laughs> yeah, he's just like fucking. Uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? No respect at all. Oh, Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, yeah, he's just like the Rodney Dangerfield of this shit, just doing like take my wife, please jokes. <laughs> no respect. He gets no respect. Um. So Bulma chews him out while she's crying because she's like, "Why couldn't it have been you, motherfucker?" Right. <laughs> and uh, Corin announces, "We are out of beans, y'all. No, <laughs> no more, more beans. beans. No more beans. You guys are hooked on these beans. <laughs> regular medical assistance, <laughs> doctors, so, uh, and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you heard of that? Uh, so they load them onto the plane, and they're all in the plane." And then Krillin's just like, this might be a long shot, uh, but I think I know a way to bring everyone back from the dead. And they're like, okay, Okay, wait, so from from here on, Krillin just has an unreasonable hitting streak. Like, he's just like, like, this is the most valuable Krillin will ever be to the team. (laughs) And he has just every good idea you could ever have. But is it, you know, this is an important question to ask. Because this is a pivotal point between the Dragon Ball Z sagas, right? If they didn't follow Vegeta to Namek, would any of the rest of Dragon Ball have happened after? Probably not. Because um, Majin Buu is a uh, 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 he. He ends up scouting the Earth based on all of the the energy there. Cell and the androids are modeled uh, after Goku after his fight with Frieza, right? So the power levels of everything spiral out of control from this point. If they just stayed on the earth and were like, well, we lost beloved baseball player Yamcha. (laughs) Is everything fine? I think it's, it's uh, no, because Cell still would have shown up. Sliding doors scenario. It's, it's. Yeah, because Frieza still would have come, man. Well, Vegeta. So it's like, hmm. there are a lot of planets. Frieza might not have found... Hussein, I'm sorry you don't know about Frieza and all these great characters. Maybe I you should have of, been yeah. pounding off all the goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like... So I, I, I kind of know who they are, but like... I, I genuinely have no idea what's happening. Like when I was watching this, I was sort of like, okay, they're on like a ship, I think. And they're talking to each other and something's gone down. But also I don't understand why they just didn't kill the Gita when they could have done... Um, I'm sorry. What do you think his... Is the name is it Vegeta? It's the UK yeah. pronunciation. It's, it's, it's the Vegeta. UK pronunciation. It's, it's how what's 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 the uh, what's what's soft what's, G. What's, no, no, soft no. G. V- Vegeta. Vegeta. Okay. Yeah. But I I also talk like a dumbass. I just I I was no. I, I always sure. I always knew it as Vegeta, but also like British people are stupid. So yeah, British pronunciation. Um. Uh, who's it? It's a pertinent piece of information that you should know that Krillin later becomes a bike cop. Okay. I mean, or he as doesn't you know he, them a normal cop. <laughs> <laughs> he he does like remind me of he does remind me of someone who would become a police officer in yeah. the sense that like right bald and also seemingly incompetent <laughs> and <laughs> able to be fooled by anything. <laughs> yeah, but still very violent when given the opportunity. Right, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing um, that doesn't track uh, is he got talked out of murder. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Well, he's young here. It's before he's been indoctrinated. Oh, true, yeah. This is his moment. Uh, You know, it would be more realistic if he was talked out of murder but got, like, paid. 
<laughs> you know, Goku's like, I have two thousand dollars if you let me fight him again. And he was like, Yeah, I can, I can grease some palms, Goku. <laughs> so they're they're in the plane, and Krillin's like, I have a, I I have an idea that will make everything better, but let's not talk about it right now. And everyone's like, We got time. We're just surveying the We're damage. We're on lockdown. <laughs> We've yeah. got time. They uh, they have the bodies and they unload them while this amazing music cue plays. It's like emotional Yeah, what the fuck? Like, they never dead. use it again. Microphone and beautiful. It's very Sailor Moon. Mm, yeah. I love it so much. Also, this is a scene that I absolutely uh, don't remember from the show is them collecting the dead bodies in their little space coffins. <laughs> I think because... Kai is edited differently, mm. so I think this was like an ending arc special where this whole episode was like an hour long mm. and stuff, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. So yeah, they collect their corpses and put them in airtight pods, so they're like, hopefully their bodies will be here. And Roshi's like, where's Chatsu? And it's like, you saw him explode. Yeah, you guys saw it on TV. <laughs> it was on He's just TV. twisting the knife. Fucking mean guy. Um, <laughs> mean guy. Uh, well, mean guy alert. Well, you know when uh, seniors start to go senile, they, they uh, one of the uh, symptoms is they become crueler and terser because there's no yeah, filter. Uh-huh. Like my Nana, uh, famously my grandmother on her deathbed looked at me who I had just given myself self-cut art school bangs <laughs> and she goes, what happened? Your hair, Catherine. As she was going down the line, she's like telling all my my uncles, like, "Oh, Jay, you're such a good son. Scott, you were always there for me. Katie, what happened to your hair?" Super dead. Uh, Bulma uh, is, you know, there's a there's this montage happening of like Bulma crying and Corin talking about the ramifications of sacrifice. And Bulma, a woman after my own heart, is like, well, can't deal with these feelings anymore. Might as well do something else. I'm going to drive a spaceship now. And Roshi's like, that a girl. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, big episode for Uh, Roshi. Roshi is in the mix in this one. (laughs) Which you love to see. Second only to to Mr. Popo in terms of characters we absolutely (laughs) love to see in the mix. Just people who we we approve of the things they do (laughs) and what they represent. (laughs) Roshi's a problematic fave and I'm 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 here to say it, mostly because I'm trying to get canceled so bad. I'm tired of being this good all the time. Katie, no! Uh, I'm taking us all down, baby! Let's go! 2020! You were my ladder to the top! (laughs) (laughs) You can't. Uh, I was going to make a joke, but my brain's soft. Okay, uh, so Gohan wakes up in the plane in Chi-Chi's arms, and she, you know... Dotes on more. Oh, my poor baby, you must be traumatized from all that war you just saw. Reminder, he's a four-year-old baby. And uh, they he asked Krillin what happened to Vegeta. And he's like, I let him get away for some reason. <laughs> he asked yeah. where dad is. And Goku's like, I'm here and I'm real fucked up. <laughs> and then I've broken every bone in my body. <laughs> 
Rajarobi interjects like, uh, Chi-Chi, put that dumb baby down. Go suck your husband's dick. It's like you don't even give a shit. Uh, and you he fucking says, scoundrel. The, yeah, he says something along the lines of, uh, she always give this much lip. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, he's like, he's like a real, like, problematic hometown friend kind of vibe. Yeah, you're like, yo, yeah, Jarobi, I get it. You never moved out of Long Island, and, like, you kind of, you say a lot of shit that's not cool, but, man, I still fuck with you, <laughs> and let's go do wheelies in your fucking, uh, your muscle car. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love you, Jarobi, dog. We've been, we've been in elementary school. We hung out all through Dragon Ball. <laughs> we do everything yeah. together. You're, like, my best fucking friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yajirobe, like, he sometimes, like, says uncool shit, but if you get your nose broken at the pit at Glassjaw, he's picking you up and taking the other homies down <laughs> with him. <laughs> um, so, uh, Chi-Chi goes on to say it's a mother's duty to protect her son, and she's like, and Goku almost killed my son. And I'm like, excellent point, Chi-Chi. Very right. reasonable. What are you going to do, uh, leave Goku? No, you could never. Yeah. You couldn't. So now they're finally. You'd be yeah, written you off the show. <laughs> you need these paychecks, Chi Chi. You haven't also, worked in years. You'll never get your Goku SAG eligibility back. Goku doesn't seem interested in marriage, but like, if he wanted her back, can you imagine how scary it is having Goku like standing out oh, your God. window, be like, Chi Chi? I thought this meant something to you, Chi Chi. I brought you Last a giant thing. fish. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like would, would like Goku be like a New Jersey guy in this scenario? He's hmm. we haven't ever seen him be heartbreak broken because they don't let it happen. Yeah, yeah, he's ball cell all the way. I because he just like although that doesn't even seem accurate because he doesn't even seem interested in sexuality. I mean, yeah, his know? his his main thing is just like his weird sexual tension with uh, Vegeta, right? That's right. right. Well, what yeah. do, I think out of anything, Goku, and this isn't an original idea, but he, out of the American pantheon, is 100% Ohio guy. Yes. I was going <laughs> to say he's Ohio guy. Very uh, Vegeta, um, Vegeta is fight. a New Jersey guy. Yeah, Vegeta yeah. is a New Jersey Short guy. He keeps talking King. about who his dad is. Yeah, he's coded Italian <laughs> yeah, he's... for sure. Oh, yeah. Family you know is really important to him. <laughs> yeah, he's got Sitting a on chain. that black hairy chest. You know. It. He constantly yeah, his, talks uh, about uh, the place where his family is from that he's never been. <laughs> his spaceship looks just like a suntanning bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Krillin's like, oh, maybe I'll talk about that thing now. Uh, hey, I remember overhearing that, uh, uh, you know, the. Vegeta called Piccolo and Kame Namekians, so I think they might be aliens. And Yajirobe's like, "You just figured yeah. that out? They're literally green." <laughs> That's what you sound like. <laughs> They're yeah, green. They have the antennas. Flash- they don't look like any other creature on the planet, despite the fact that like cats are humans in Dragon Ball world. Yeah, I would give Krillin the benefit of the doubt because. Yeah, there's several talking cats. They have a shape shifting friend who's a pig. Like there's a turtle. You like No one you knows know what, what Puar like, is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um he flashes back to Vegeta 
when he was bringing up Namek and he was like, you can kill Piccolo because we'll just go to his home planet and see what the fuck's up there. And Krillin's like, I bet there's Dragon Balls there and we can wish Kame back and then we'll wish for more wishes. And I'm like, seems convoluted, but okay. And everyone goes, yay. (laughs) But Bulma's like, actually, that would be really fucking hard to do, which I think is a reasonable reasonable, response. Also, uh, in this moment, I'm realizing that um, the Saiyans kill a lot of humans when they land and when they, they blow up that city. Um, and and all the planes, and they kill the newscasters, and all this sort of shit. And then in the end, they don't wish back any of those people. They just wish back their homies. Wow, what a bunch of assholes! <laughs> right? And he's even saying it like, "We can wish back all the people who were killed by the Saiyans." And you're like, "I don't think you're gonna wish back all of them." <laughs> yeah, we got like three or four specific ones. <laughs> there's, there's something. There's something to be said because this is like a reboot, right? This is a reboot of like an original. Sort of, yeah. Like, it's a reboot. Okay. So it, it sort of like reminds me of, you know, um, so superhero movies, like Western superhero movies, they used to have that same shtick, right? Where the superheroes would go to cities and there was no kind of addressing the fact that like, oh, when you're having your superhero fights, you're killing civilians. So there was, there came some point where super all superhero films like sort of had to address that some way or another. Um, and it was all like really cringy and kind of like meaning, like really lacked meaning, but it was very more for kind of, uh, you know, for optics and anything else. And I don't know, I've kind of got to give it to Kai for like not kind of giving a shit about it though. It seems to be like, yeah, we're going to make the graphics better. We're going to put in like some catchier songs and we're just like not going to address like all the civilian deaths that happen <laughs> in this like saga about like dying and sacrifice for what s- seems to be some sort of like ancient intergalactic war. I could have got that completely wrong, but I don't know. It's streamlined is what you're, you're addressing is because yeah. before the also, show would have like 40 episodes on Goku, like finding a bug right. he liked on the side of the road, but there was none <laughs> ever about who died when the spaceship hit a building. Right. Yeah. This show is, uh, uh, dumb. Like it's never going <laughs> to think that deep into yeah. it. Even Toriyama's like, yeah, dog, I because, don't know. It's about fighting. Yeah. What there was just want? a quote from yeah. the editor of, of the original Dragon Ball that like was widely publicized where he said, there is nothing to learn from Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to make Seinfeld. This was their closest <laughs> attempt to show to about nothing but with beams. <laughs> yeah, because right, I, I, I saw over like, an hour. So, let's... Um, oh, okay. All right. Goku. Yeah, I'm, I'm rapping. So Goku's like, uh, you know what? I know how we could find out where Namek is. And he, he brain calls King Kai, who then calls everybody in their brains. And it's like, hi, I'm King Kai. You never met me, but I'm in your head. Uh, this is where Namek is. And everyone's like, this is upsetting. Bulma <laughs> uh, goes and does some math. And she comes back out. And she's like, all right, man. Uh, so we could build a spaceship to go there, but it would take us 4,000 years. Yeah, and... if we survive that long. And you're like, what? <laughs> what, was really fu- what was really funny about like those coordinates? Because it was something like SW33 or something like that, yeah. right? And those are like London postcodes. So I was looking at this and I was like, okay, so is this thing that they're looking for like in like Kensington and Chelsea? Uh that was like that was that was quite a fun fun little bit for for uh for me on my side. <laughs> uh, and then they're like, okay, well, what if uh Krillin posits? Well, there were two Saiyans, and 
Vegeta's ship was really tiny. It looked like it was just for him. So that means there's another ship, right? So we can use those parts because you're the smartest woman in the world, Bulma. <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, all right. But how the fuck do we find that? And he's like, I stole somebody's calculator. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I stole Vegeta's T940 and it's going to call up Yeah, and again, just <laughs> unbelievable winning streak for Krillin right now. Like that he thought of that beforehand. He's like, this seems like it'll be helpful. I'm going to take it. Krillin just got the funding for 52 more episodes of Dragon Ball right here. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was just like the idea that because he wasn't like allowed to kill him, it was just like, well, I might as well loot his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if I to, can't take his life, I'll take his yeah. calculator. To, to, to which I say to Krillin, but like, loosing's not the answer. Um, you have to uh, show respect and be peaceful. Yeah. And if possible, do a, do a respectful conga. Um, to show your right. uh, disdain. Yeah, you see, when Get you take Vegeta's calculator, together. you're only <laughs> inspiring him to uh, do a gallet gun to you. Right. Right. Yeah, you're testing his patience. Um, he's already doing such great work out there, <laughs> killing your friends. It's the hardest job in the world being the Prince of All Saiyans. It's, hard, it's so hard to be Vegeta. You would not know what to do in his shoes. <laughs> and he works so what? hard for all of us. And that's basically the end of the episode because then they're just like, Tanamic, we're going to get Dragon Balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's three more seasons of Dragon Ball. <laughs> I was a little surprised that the calculator was like a breakthrough because I was seeing that and I was like, so you're just going to push that button and Vegeta's spaceship's going to turn around? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, all right? you know that it does. It's like a fucking remote control for his spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I'll go with it. Yeah. I'm ready. Um, not the dumbest thing on the show by far. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not the dumbest thing. Um, so we're over an hour, um, and we have somebody... Uh, we, we just got to wrap it up. Uh, we can't do an email this okay. week, I don't think. There's okay, simply no sense. time. There's simply no time. Uh, so out of we're going to rank it out of seven Dragon Balls. Uh, Alex, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Thanks for asking me, J-Man. Wow, <laughs> this episode is very boring. I didn't watch most of it. I just kind of looked at my phone. I give it three out of seven Dragon Balls for not being offensive. Wow. Uh, Katie? Hi. I got to agree with my man, Alex. It was definitely one of those transitional episodes where it's like, we need to get to the next plot point. But I do love, um, you know, Yajirobe just telling it like it is. And, uh, you know, it was fine. Uh, Four out of seven. Yeah. Who's saying what you say? I'm gonna, like as my first episode of Dragon Ball, um, so I'm giving it five on the basis that like even though it was fairly easy to kind of keep up to like what was generally happening, um, I watched an hour before I came onto this podcast, and I don't remember like half of it, which means <laughs> it must be like fairly like the dialogue is like fairly unremarkable. So I'm giving it like right. five for like a good introduction, but not quite like as exhilarating as I anticipated. They could use a Joss Whedon type to just yeah. punch up the show a little bit. <laughs> um, kind of get the interactions a little spicier. <laughs> yeah. I am going to give it uh, two out of seven Dragon Balls. Um, it is boring and bad. And also, I think, might be the last we really see of Yajirobe going forward, which uh, you're going to lose points oh. for me. Yeah, more Yajirobe. More Yajirobe. Yajirobe show. Should have sent him to Namek. <laughs> you should have sent him. Give him a bigger sword. Make him powerful. <laughs> <laughs> they should have made Yajirobe the only Super Saiyan. 
<laughs> Google, I'm not even from the planet, but I'm born. <laughs> Somehow I did it anyway. <laughs> you got a chief massive herb, Goku. <laughs> and he doesn't do anything with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can only do it by getting high. This is a new This is a new show I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> what if like what 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 if, what if there was Dragon Ball but everyone smoked weed? Yeah, that's okay. a good premise, man. That's a we should do that. It's a cool show. It's a cool show. It'll be called Dragon Weed Weed Ball. Weed. It's replacing <laughs> Dragon Ball yes. and the Z. <laughs> no, we can do a better one. Dr- <sighs> marry Dragon Ball Chief, weed. Ma- marry Dragon Ball. Weed and Ball Z. We <laughs> that sounds like Josh, like a Joss Weed Dragon Ball Smoking Ball Smoking Weed Z. There we go. Smoking Weed Z. All yeah, right, okay. that's pretty good. All right, and then the, we will yeah, be looking the, at your show for the next round of pitches. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of interest in that. <laughs> um, well, Hussein, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much uh, for having me on. Would man. you like to plug anything? Yeah, uh, Trash Future, like Riley's probably plugged it all, but um, we're on Twitter and on iTunes and everything. I've got like a spinoff show coming out soon, so um, it'll be on the uh, site as well. So, yeah. Check it out, everybody. Yeah. Um, you should check it Alex, out. Alex, yeah, we're, 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 we're a podcast about like why, um, how like uh, tech companies are like fucking the entire world up and that's very evident now. So if you're interested in that, then check us out. Right. It has a lot of parallels to Dragon Ball Z in that way. Yeah. In many ways, yeah. <laughs> in many ways. You'll have also, to listen to yeah. find out how. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, Alex. Uh, listen to Pod Damn America. Follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes. P T A K J O K E S. Say it back. I love you. And uh, we got a special radio play coming out soon. Yeah, keep your from, eyes on this this channel yeah. for it. <laughs> it feels inappropriate to put it out now, but it will come out soon. <laughs> it will come out the minute anyone is willing to pay attention to a podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> the moment we're not in the midst of a revolution, it will come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie? Maybe under fascist crackdown. Maybe it'll be really good for you in that situation. Yeah, something to listen to while you're hiding in the basement with your other Jewish relatives. <laughs> Don't laugh. Uh, they can hear when you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Katie Rose, on Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Uh, the lad Ollie Thorne put out a video on anti Semitism today that I um, did some consulting on as a Jew. He was like, I am a British boy and I am very waspy. Wait, do you, That's do what he you, sounds like. I've Jew? never met a, a Jew. Jew. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, here's the help. Here's the help. I'm from uh, England. I've never also- met a Jew. <laughs> do Jews eat crisps? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> what if your mobile was a Jew? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick, oh my I'm god! No mobile. <laughs> what if instead uh, of Tesco, it was Semetico? <laughs> cut that also, one out. Cut that one always, out. Yeah, cut it out. Um, the show I produce for the Pit, Last Words, uh, which is a weekly show about uh, news in the metal industry uh, and discussing new releases. We're having uh, Chris from Under Oath this week. So if that is a band you like, check it out. 
Okay. And uh, yeah, find me on Twitter at, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out my other podcast, Generation Loss with Bryn Nibor from BP Bledis. This week we watched Over the Edge, a wildly uh, relevant movie that we did not think would be relevant. <laughs> oh, also, are Fantastic. we giving out prizes for bail fund yes, donations? Yes. Um, oh, actually, um, well, so somebody asked me, uh, if you're on the Discord, it's uh, Cats Doing Meows. Is their username on there? Um, but it's a it's a fan who is um, uh, doing like grocery runs and and some other support work for protesters in in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, I don't know how to do this without like kind of mm. doxing them. Um, <laughs> well, be careful we... about that. Yeah. No, I'm saying they can send us the money and we'll. Oh send yeah, them maybe we'll money. do that. Or yeah, the, we'll make I don't the. Know the I don't know. Sorry. We'll figure it out. Um, but I'm gonna post yeah. some of this at some point on our Twitter. I feel like that's the more appropriate yes. way to do this. I don't know. I feel weird. Yeah, this is the worst know. plug I've ever Jesus. seen in my life. Listen, we're show. all trying our best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're all doing what we can, Alex. Oh my God, Jeremy. <laughs> all okay. right, that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super. 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 Fuck you, Alex. Stay safe.